You're tuned into tomorrow. Right here on the Advanced Media Network. You don't need to be tech savvy to record and publish your own podcast, but we're guessing listeners of Into Tomorrow would pick it up pretty easily. And it's also less costly than you might imagine. Plans start at just $12 a month. Go to Blueberry.com. That's B-L-U-B-R-R-Y.com to start your free trial. Welcome Into Tomorrow with Dave Graveline, the interactive radio network program with the latest in high-tech products and services and the experts who bring them to you. This is Into Tomorrow. Here's Dave Graveline. From the Dexcom G6 Studios, the future of diabetes management is here. Visit Dexcom.com to learn more. That's D-E-X-C-O-M. Dot com And thank you for tuning in to tomorrow for the weekend of Friday, March 25th, 2022, Beth's birthday weekend. So happy birthday to our very own Beth Graveline Gatrell. There you go. Happy birthday. Who's celebrating years. Yeah, a lot. <laughs> a lot. Hey, wait a minute. More though. than me, less than you. Yeah. Well, that's, yeah, since she's my daughter, I guess that would work. And your sister, yeah, that probably would work. But it's her birthday this weekend, so we always try to make sure that... We say happy birthday to any of our staff. Of course, Beth and her infamous tech tips that you can see every week in our tech newsletter and online posted at intotomorrow.com, all sorts of neat things. So there you go. And you are? Chris Graveline. Are you sure? Yeah. All right. It's our 27th year. Don't forget always to check your spam filters frequently. You never know what important emails you might have in there. So you want to whitelist them or get them out of spam or de-spam them, what have you. And then know the rest. If they are, in fact, spam, just hit delete. Get rid of them. Also, back up your important data. Your important data. (laughs) Your important data. There you go. If you're important, back up your data, among other things. But always back up your important data. As well. Those are our main Into Tomorrow tech tips, if you will, each and every week. We've got a whole bunch of folks standing by. Carl in Anchorage, Alaska, and many others standing by this week on the program. Stay tuned, because not only will they win prizes for participating, but when you participate, and there are a number of ways to do so. Chris will share some of them with you. It's very easy, and any time at your convenience, you win prizes. It really is that easy. And you're going to want to call in over this next week so you can be on next week's show, because next week's show we have a prize coming up that you're going to want to win. That's all I can tell you right now. Oh, you want to win any well, of our prizes. Well, right, well, you'll especially want to win this one. Oh, wait a minute. Is this one that will really make you feel good? Yes, but you have to wait until next week for us to officially announce what oh, okay. it is. Which means, though, anyone that calls now to be on next week's show qualifies For said item. That is correct, sir. Oh, okay. So there you go. So don't wait. Trust Chris on this. You don't want to wait. Do you walk a lot? Do your feet hurt? Oh, I'm giving away too much. Yes. But trust us. You're going to want to win one of these items. And all you've got to do is participate by letting us hear you on the show. So you could uh, call uh, our Ask Dave hotline, 800-899-4686. That's 800-899-INTO. You should have that number ingrained in your brain by now. Save us in your favorites. There you go. I hope we're a favorite. You could uh, use the Into Tomorrow app. There's a message to studio button there. Or you can stop by intotomorrow.com, click on that Ask Dave microphone, and send us a message that way. And that works on any device with a browser and a microphone. Your desktop, your laptop, 
your tablet, your smartphone, any one of those. Click on that little Ask Dave mic that's over on the right, sometimes lower right, depending on your browser and device. There you go. Participate. Call in. Win stuff. Thank you. I didn't sound at all like Cameron, did I? Not even close? No. I mean, not even a smidgen? Call in. Win stuff. Thank you. Yeah, but Cameron barely sounds like that anymore. I know. Gosh, he's gotten way too old. Anyway, some tech news and commentary to share with you. We've talked about this a few times in the last year. Well, finally, Amazon has completed its purchase of MGM, giving its prime video unit at least 4,000 additional films and 17,000 episodes of various TV shows in a deal valued at $8.5 billion. Which is setting them up for another price hike next year. Yeah, guarantee it. Of course, because they're not going to pay for it. You're going to pay for it. Not me. I'm not a prime member, but you are. The FTC failed to weigh in on a regulatory deadline, although officials say they can still issue a challenge to the agreement if they're so inclined. So there you go. All right. Heineken is the latest company and second beer manufacturer to jump on the Metaverse bandwagon. I'll drink with, to that. With its release of Heineken Silver, a virtual beer that even the company admits is as dumb as it sounds. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, just what you want after a hard day's work, a virtual beer. Yeah. yeah. Uh, for starters, Heineken is quick to let everyone know that you definitely can't drink whatever this new thing is. The company explained, quote, our virtual beer is made only from the freshest pixels. No malt, no hops, no yeast, no water. And also no beer. Oh, man, I am so excited. I may vomit. The result, they say, an unusual and inaccessible premium lager with a tech and meta finish that no one can enjoy. (laughs) This is Heineken saying this. Yes. Okay. Uh, In fact, you know, you can't do much of anything in the company's new digital brewery located in Decentraland other than wander around and watch a boring executive talk. But you can, with the help of Heineken's marketing department, snap and then share some screenshots with what they say is the, quote, cool and relevant hashtag, awesome Heineken marketing stunt. That's the hashtag? That's the hashtag. Uh, that's too much to remember. <laughs> yeah. So how about a virtual beer? Skippy! I'm so happy! I'll virtually drink to that. Yeah. Well, because we can't drink on the air, so right. we're virtually drinking to it. Yeah. That's, that's, something, that's something even I can drink on, on the job. That's true. Yeah. Wow. We always like to share what might be considered unusual tech. So how about artificial intelligence that can analyze a person's hand grip to authenticate smartphone ownership? It's being developed by scientists at Louisiana State University. The technology uses the acoustic sensing of sounds to map out and confirm the user's grip. So instead of face recognition or entering a pin or using a thumbprint or something of that nature, you could be logging onto your phone in the near future with your grip. Okay. Which apparently is very customized. You know, your grip is very different than mine. So if I try to grip your phone to unlock it, it shouldn't work. Hmm. Eh, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, I, I still think they should put like a shock feature in there so that if someone that's not you <laughs> tries to unlock your phone, it gives them a, a nice electric shock. Like well, that. then what happens if your son picks it up and just is well, holding I, I would phone. add him as an authorized user. Oh, okay. You know, him, oh. But, you know. but don't so ask he, me to hand right. you your phone. Right. See, see Taser Inc. And, and Apple should team up and make that a reality. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Good point. 
Taser, yeah, because it should only be for iPhoneies. Uh, right. Because we Androids don't have that issue. Uh huh. Because mm. well, nobody wants to steal an Android. No, that's <laughs> not true. <laughs> All systems are functioning within normal parameters. Good thing. Uh, ride sharing behemoth Uber will institute new surcharges on Uber rides and Uber Eats deliveries to offset the high cost of gas for its drivers. The addition of new fees is intended to address the financial pinch that many drivers are facing with historically high costs of fuel. Uber, which doesn't cover the cost of gas for its drivers, is asking the riders to pitch in. The exact cost of the surcharges will depend on your location, the state gas price increases, uh, ranging from either $0.45 or $0.55 on Uber rides, and either $0.35 or $0.45 on Uber Eats deliveries. The company says that 100% of the surcharge will go straight to the Uber driver. Many Uber drivers have expressed frustration with the company's decisions to place the offset cost on riders, saying that a flat per-ride fee is too low to account for the many miles that a single Uber ride or delivery can traverse. Yeah. And, and in this case, uh, good for them that they're not keeping any of the money, and good that the individuals that are driving are getting a little something. It's obviously not nearly as much. But we've heard from several listeners that have been driving for Uber and Uber Eats that saying they're just not making themselves as available anymore because yeah. it's too costly. Yeah. Well, and if, and if you ask me, you know, it should be, you know, yeah, I agree that, you know, the person buying the stuff, because costs are always passed on, sure. should do that. But I also think that Uber should kind of kick in a little bit. So if they're going to charge me yeah. 35 cents, Uber should kick in 35 cents and then give 70 cents to the driver. Now, see, there's mm-hmm. a good point. Let them match dollar for dollar or penny for penny and help out their driver's while their yeah. customers are also helping. Because the drivers are really the only reason Uber is the behemoth it is. Oh, so, of course. You know, they need to not shortchange them. Yeah, good point. Well, we'll see what happens. Maybe they'll heed your advice. Yeah, probably not. Yeah, probably The European Space Agency's ExoMars rover was scheduled to launch in September, but the mission's been delayed because the ESA has suspended cooperation with the Russian team that was slated to provide the Proton rocket for the flight. And, of course, Russia now doesn't want to play nice in space or otherwise. So now, apparently, the ExoMars rover is not going to go up as planned. Mm-hmm. Hurry up and wait. Yeah. Mackenzie Scott, billionaire philanthropist and ex-wife of Amazon founder Jeff Bezos, announced this week that she has given away more than $3.8 billion to 465 organizations. She didn't give any to us. No. Uh, Scott said that she made the donations over the last nine months. The list of recipients includes a range of nonprofit organizations, though Scott said that she's particularly focused on supporting groups that are helping to uplift, quote, those whose voices have been underrepresented. Scott has taken an unusual approach to philanthropy, often making surprise multi-billion dollar donations to charities. She's so far given away more than $12 billion in four rounds of funding. This is in sharp contrast to her tightwad ex-husband, who is the second uh, most rich or second richest man in the world behind Elon Musk. That would be Jeff Bozos. Yeah. Uh, He's estimated to have only donated around $1.5 billion or less than seven-tenths of a percent of his wealth. What a cheapskate. So I guess she figures she got all this money from him in the divorce, so one way or another, she's going to give away his money. And boy, <laughs> and that's got to be ticking him off something fierce. Yeah. It's bad enough that she got all that money, he's thinking, I'm guessing. But being the bozo that Jeff Bozos is, and then seeing her just give it away, it's like got to be a little extra knife twist. I think that's terrific. Yeah, but you, know, you the, go, girl. Yeah. But at the time of their divorce, even giving up half his fortune, he was still the richest man in the world. I know. So it's God, that's, that's that's unbelievable. And yet, the way he treats his Amazon employees is continuing to be pathetic. Yeah. Wow. 
And, you know, and speaking of you know, richest man in the world, stay tuned for uh, this week in tech history later because I'm going to bring up uh, how uh, somebody missed the boat on they could be the very or could be these days the richest man in the world, but uh, oh. got rid of that uh, thing early on. Well, well, that's an interesting tease. Now we have to pay attention. Yeah. When does this week in tech history 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 come up? Uh, I think it's uh, later this hour. Oh, you think it is? It is. Well, you're doing it. I hope. <laughs> I hope you know because well, you know I live, I'm living into yesterday right now, so I had to look into tomorrow to see when it was. Oh boy. Okay. God, God help us. If you're looking. <laughs> for some unusual things on the interwebs. Did you know that fish don't have vocal cords? But never, they <laughs> never once thought about that. <laughs> really? Never occurred to you? But they do have the ability to make sounds like grunts, squeals, and boops. <laughs> okay. That's what the research said. Uh, by using swim bladders like drums or rubbing bony structures together. That, according to researchers. The study found 989 species around the world that produce sounds which have been compiled in an online fish sounds database. Well, you do know that. Um, that well, you probably don't know, but you know the mantis shrimp, for its size, makes the loudest sound in the world in, in is, the animal kingdom. Is that the one that punches yes, it, other it, fish? It, it punches, and then just even when it's not punching something, the the, the fast movement of its little uh, it's whatever, claw wave. thing, it, it creates a shock wave. Yeah. yeah, which for its size, based on its size, creates the largest sound or the loudest sound in the world. Now, if you've never seen that on the web, that's a YouTube video or whomever posts it, wherever they post. So look for uh, what is it called? Mantis shrimp. Manta. Shrimp. Mantis. Mantis. Yes. Oh, like a praying mantis. Because yes. it does look like that, uh-huh. come to think of it. And then it has this bulbous thing that comes out like a hammer. Boom. And knocks prey out. And like you said, even if it doesn't make contact, just the sonic wave can apparently burst eardrums and so forth. Yeah. So it's, it's pretty wild. And it's very fast. Yeah. So you have to watch it in real time, and then typically these videos also show it in slow-mo. And then it's like, oh, wow, that was amazing. But see, there's certainly one of the 989 species around the world Mm -hmm. that can make sounds and does it quite effectively. Hordes of Ukrainian coders are splitting their time between doing their day jobs and fighting a cyber war with Russia. Over 311,000 people have joined a group called IT Army of Ukraine. On the social media platform Telegram, where Russia, Russian targets are shared, while not all of them are from Ukraine, a significant number of them are, according to members of the group. One Ukrainian software engineer who preferred to withhold his name due to the nature of his comments said that the group has helped to carry out multiple cyber attacks outside of their day jobs since the war started. Ooh. He said targets had included Russian government websites, Russian banks, and currency exchanges. Good. Go after them all. Go after Putin's cell phone. Somebody's yeah, got to well, get and, to it. And that's going along the lines of what I said when this whole war began, that you know the future of warfare has changed, and we're going to see, start seeing a lot more cyber war. Yeah. Wow. Although the damage that they're inflicting, and last report we had was an estimated 15,000 Russian soldiers killed, and not nearly that many Ukrainians, good, and they continue to put up a good fight as a, as of this recording anyway and mm-hmm. hope they keep it up. But uh, you're right. It's certainly going to be more cyber war. And, of course, we've been warned all American businesses, be ready, be prepared. You know, And that's just such a hollow warning because then they can say, see, we told you so. Yeah, okay. <laughs> but whatever. While streaming is music industry's cash cow these days, CDs aren't dead yet. According to the Recording Industry Association of America's annual sales report... Wait, CDs, that's certificate of deposit, right? No. 
compact disc. Oh, okay. Uh, revenue from CDs grew 21% to $584 million in 2021. Nice. That marked the first annual increase in CD revenues in the U.S. since 2004. The RIAA notes that many record stores opened back up and artists sold music at shows again after COVID-19 put everything on hold in 2020. As has been the case for the last 15 years, vinyl sales are continuing to grow, too. Yeah. Revenue rose by a whopping 61% in 2021 to a billion dollars. It's the first time vinyl sales have reached that milestone since 1986. That's really cool. I'm happy to see vinyl and CDs coming back yeah. in. I can hear people all over the country now, all over the world, dusting off their old CD players in order to uh, enjoy the resurgence. Mm-hmm. Carl in Anchorage, Alaska, listens on KBYR. Hey, Carl. I want to know the best phone for someone that does not know anything but how to answer a phone. I need a phone that I can have certain apps or whatever on it and uh, have like a one, two, three setup. Don't have to be too inexpensive. Okay. Well, Carl, it depends on what apps you want on the phone. If you don't want any apps at all, we just suggest going with something like a feature phone and skipping the smartphone route altogether. Feature phones are not only closer to a just-pick-up-the-phone kind of a device, but they also tend to come with very cheap or inexpensive monthly plans. Yeah, now, if you do go the smartphone route, it's uh, po- if possible, avoid the really cheap devices. They're more likely to frustrate a person that doesn't know anything but how to answer the phone. Uh, they'll come with annoying bloatware. Some apps uh, may not run on them, and they'll come with worse hardware that will be more likely to lead to freezes and crashes. Um, now, just about any iPhone should be fine. Uh, Apple doesn't make cheap models. They just make less expensive models. Um, if you go the Android route, um, if you can buy a relatively stock Android phone, like a Pixel 5 or 6, things would get a little less frustrating for you. Yeah, true. Now, both iOS, which is Apple, and Android are intuitive operating systems. So this will be nothing like learning how to operate a computer. Both very young children and very much older adults acclimate to smartphones very quickly. Since for the most part, if you want the camera, you touch the thing that looks like a camera lens. And if you want the phone, you touch the thing that looks like a phone. And getting acquainted with the voice assistant might be reassuring. Um, If you know how to trigger the assistant, then even if you can't find your phone, you'll always be able to ask the phone to make a phone call via the voice assistant anyway. Yeah. So, Carl, let us know what you end up doing because it'll help others in a similar situation. Uh, Share with us what you got and what your experience is and if you're happy with it. And I hope some of our input provide some helpful information all the way, by the way, into tomorrow.com. take a lot of medicine or take care of someone that does? Hero is the new smart device that makes life easier by pre-sorting a 90-day supply of up to 10 different pills. Just pour them in and Hero does the rest. So easy to use and saves me so much time. I never miss a dose. I'm never late for a dose anymore. And that is so critical to me. What I like best about my Hero is that it's so easy to set up and it's so easy to use. And I don't have to worry about my pills or get distracted and forget, did I take that pill or not? Because it reminds me. It alerts and dispenses with the push of a button. Plus, Hero sends a friendly alert to you and a caregiver. Hero is amazing, but you could even live out of state with the person and still program their Hero from the convenience of your phone. I feel better than I have ever felt simply because I have this device. Try Hero risk-free for 30 days. If you don't love it, you don't keep it. 
Call 800-613-2715. That's 800-613-2715. 800-613-2715. Call now. As the tragic war in Ukraine continues to unfold, Meta is taking extensive action across their family of apps to help ensure the safety of their community and support those who use their services in Ukraine and around the world. Meta's Vice President of Social Impact, Emily Dalton-Smith, tells us the company is not only working to fight the spread of misinformation and adding new security features to their platforms, but committing financial resources to the region. To amplify these efforts, we are committing $15 million to support humanitarian efforts in Ukraine including $5 million in direct donations to nonprofit organizations who are on the ground now in the region and committed to providing long-term recovery in Ukraine. We are also supporting organizations like the WHO and UNICEF to get critical health information and mental health resources to people in Ukraine through meta-platforms, including Facebook, Instagram, and WhatsApp. If you'd like to help, consider donating or starting a fundraiser for a nonprofit supporting humanitarian efforts in Ukraine by visiting facebook.com slash fundraisers. Thousands of people contact InventHelp monthly about their invention or new product. Do you think companies would be interested in your idea? Do you want to try to get a patent? Call InventHelp now. Best of all, the call and information are free. InventHelp keeps your idea confidential, explaining every step of the invention process. We create professional materials and submit them to companies who are looking for new ideas in your category. We have more than 9,000 companies who have agreed to review new ideas in confidence. If a company shows interest in manufacturing your invention, we can negotiate on your behalf. We have helped over 10,000 clients receive patents. We offer 3D modeling and animation, prototyping services, and we use state-of-the-art technology to present client ideas to additional companies. Join people just like you who made the call to invent help. You have nothing to lose. Call us for free information at 1-800-460-1663. That's 1-800-460-1663. Again, 1-800-460-1663. Call in wind stuff. Thank you. Well, thank you, Cameron, and stay tuned because in a moment we're going to tell you the kinds of goodies we have for you this week. I'm Dave Graveline. I'm Chris Graveline. This portion of Into Tomorrow is brought to you by our podcast partner, Blueberry Podcasting. We couldn't be happier with their service. Check them out if you're looking to start your own podcast. Visit blubrry.com. So we teased you in our last segment about stay tuned. We're going to tell you what we've got available for you currently as you participate on the program. For example, we tell you no promises, no guarantees, but do mention one or two of the following items when you call in, and we'll do our best to try to get one of them to you. The Evolve 275 Bluetooth stereo headset from Jabra. How about the 48-watt four-port USB charger from Kensington? From EasyViz, we've got an indoor pan-tilt Wi-Fi security camera. And from TurboTax, tis the season online codes for any of their products. Call in, win stuff. You don't need to be tech-savvy to record and publish your own podcast, but we're guessing listeners of Into Tomorrow would pick it up easily. And it's also less costly than you might imagine. 
Plans start at just $12 a month. Go to Blueberry.com. That's B-L-U-B-R-R-Y dot com to start your free trial. Welcome back into Tomorrow. I'm Dave Graveline. This our 26th year on the air, bringing you the latest in cool consumer tech, products and services, all sorts of gadgets and gizmos, whatever the case, available today and into tomorrow. We really appreciate it when you participate on the program because your calls, your help for other listeners, your questions and comments, your tech rage all make the show every week. So we do want to hear from you. And of course, the easy way these days, hit that Ask Dave microphone button on any device with a browser and a microphone, your smartphone, your tablet, your laptop, your desktop, what have you at intotomorrow.com. Or we love it if you download our free Into Tomorrow app. Just search those two words in your favorite app store, Into Tomorrow. Give us five stars if you're so inclined. Maybe even a nice little review. I'd love you for it. And then hit the button that says Message to Studio. Or the old-fashioned way, if you still use your phone as a phone, I do once in a while, then you can pick up your phone and dial 800 899 into 800-899-4686. It's toll-free from anywhere in North America. Our next guest's company created a first-of-its-kind augmented reality platform to reach consumers from product labels. It's very cool. Joining us from Australia, down under, as the co-founder of a company called Swigger, Luke Chaffee. Luke, welcome into tomorrow. How are you, sir? Thanks, Dave. Nice to have you. Uh, thanks, thanks for having me. Yes. Uh, yeah, really good. It's, it's our pleasure. Tell me about the company Swigger, S-W-I-G-R, and Swigger.com. Tell me about the company. Yeah, for sure. So we are a company who is trying to grow in the alcohol sphere. So we are, uh, produced an app called Swigger, which is allows uh, a user to download the app from the app store, uh, head to a, a can that's on the on the app itself and scan it, and through the power of augmented reality, uh, find out more through visual content and more about the brand and, and get engaged with the brand. Um, from a brewery's perspective or from any alcohol brand's perspective, they're able to simply head to the website and sign up for their own accounts and register their labels on the app so their users can find it and experience the augmented reality uh, experience. And of course, I want to remind our radio and podcast audience that if you are not yet seeing or haven't seen the video of this interview with Luke, so you see exactly what we're talking about. We've got some video showing you uh, what Swigger does and how well it works and how much fun it looks. Uh, so how hard is it for a brand uh, to get augmented reality uh, with or without Swigger? I'm guessing you make it easy. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, the whole purpose of Swigger is to make getting augmented reality for packaging uh, a lot easier of a, of a process. So, typically, uh, if you want to get augmented reality on your packaging, you'd be looking at trying to find a developer, trying to get someone to actually create and come up with a, a whole experience uh, that, that shows when you scan the product, and then also find the technology then to implement that. Uh, what we've done is take away a lot of those barriers, uh, especially being those of needing any technical knowledge and also uh, reducing price way down. So 
for us, we're uh, currently offering $99 per month uh, for a label. Uh, and all they have to do is provide us uh, the, the actual print label itself, uh, the physical product, and then they're able to just upload videos, images, text into a backend, and the platform will do the rest and, and create the augmented reality experience for them. So this beverage label actually sort of comes to life uh, with the augmented reality, and that's kind of the cool thing about it. Yeah. Uh, and there's really nothing else involved. The, the manufacturers don't have to do anything. They don't have to change their labeling or add something to their labeling in the manufacturing process. No, exactly. So one of the uh, one of the real strong points that we wanted to make sure at the start was that it didn't require a brewer to or, or a brand to change their packaging. Uh, we wanted to be able to take their pre-existing packaging and enhance it from there. And so, no need to change your packaging at all. Uh, it purely takes the label. It looks at it, looks at the little details on the label itself, <laughs> and uh, identifies and tracks. And, and holds onto it from from that perspective. So, does your team then, Luke, uh, create this animation, if you will, this augmented reality reaction? Absolutely, yes. Yeah. So, part of our job here is um, one uh, having the platform for them to do it, uh, but we also are creating a number of different uh, we call scenes uh, in the experience mm-hmm. uh, to be able to show. Uh, content in different ways, whether that's a video that wraps all the way around the can or it's uh, a game that plays through on their can directly. Uh, Our our job here is to try and give them as many different options uh, to to give their brand uh, a unique experience in the market. And for those listening not yet having been able to see our video of your interview, uh, give us some examples of some of the content that's available then with Swigger. What is it that if someone points their phone to uh, a beverage can, for example, might they see or what might happen? Absolutely. So some of the examples uh, are things like the can will come to life. That is, uh, we we have uh, cans that currently you scan it, and they start to move on their own, and it's pretty cool. A uh, little uh, now the, the can moves, or or things around the can the, are moving. The, the, the virtual experience makes the can look like it's moving. Gotcha. Uh, in the experience, um, but we have other pieces in there as well uh, around uh, promotions, uh, being able to to get uh, exclusive discounts through the app. Uh, but then other sides as well are things like uh, we have a social wall uh, and that takes the power of uh, Instagram and brings it into the app as well. And simply what we're asking is for users to post on Instagram with uh, the two hashtags that's associated to that brand, which they can see by scanning the can. Mm-hmm. And you have the chance to shop directly on the can yourself. Um, other ones, though, that we've been developing recently are things like um, playing basketball on the can, playing uh, Beer Invaders is what we've called it, but a take <laughs> of Space Invaders. Uh, and we've we've got a few other ones in development that um, are quite early on, so I don't really want to go <laughs> too much into detail on them. But oh, come on, I, w- I won't tell anyone. Just just tell us what uh, what you're doing. No, I, I understand. Is, there's one that we're sort of a bit more closer on, and it's a voting style sequence. Uh, so sort of like being able to um, visually replace the entire label with different variations, and having your your fans effectively. Uh, voting on oh. which one they think is the coolest. Oh. And the way we kind of hope a brand would use it is that they effectively have like a, a little competition in-house, almost like not a, not like a, a drawing competition or something like that, but like mm. 
having people design different labels and then having your fans at your brewery uh, be able to vote on which one they think is the coolest and should go with next. I think that's fascinating because not only does it help the company with marketing, uh, but now you're really getting some good feedback from your consumers. And can I assume, Luke, that there's no charge for the consumer to have the app to make this happen, uh, to make these cans come to life, or is there a charge for the app? No, you're exactly right. The the only charge that we put in place is for the actual labels to be registered in the system. So for a for a user wanting to scan the, uh, the labels, all they have to do is head to the app store, down the app, download the app, sorry, and uh, they're able to hit scan and, and scan any participating labels. We're going to continue my chat with Luke Chaffee, the co-founder of Swigger, after a quick break. And we invite you, of course, to visit us at intotomorrow.com. you got to check out this video. It's really pretty cool what they're doing. So we'll meet up at intotomorrow.com. But don't go away. Much more to come right after this. If you don't have final expense insurance, this message is for you. LifeCare provides valuable whole life insurance to help cover final expenses, medical bills, burial costs, and unpaid debt. A final expense insurance policy is fast, easy, affordable life insurance available to anyone between the ages of 50 and 80. No medical exams, no lengthy questionnaires, and no waiting period. Call LifeCare at 800-956-0683. 800-956-0683. As Into Tomorrow continues, I'm Dave Graveline. I'm chatting with the co-founder of Swigger at SWIGR.com, Luke Chaffee. I think this is pretty cool, but now the obvious question, are there plans for other than beverage cans? I mean, can you do this uh, with other products as well, maybe with clothing that comes to life or, or for, I mean, anything you'd find? There's, we did an interview recently where they said there's an average of 27,000 products in a grocery store. Uh, you know, so it seems like your, your market is endless almost, uh, but will we be able to do this with other products? Absolutely. So our parent company, uh, Immersia, is currently looking at different um, avenues to go down. Uh, so Immersia uh, effectively is the, the overarching brand that's got the platform that's then trying to bring it into different markets. Um, and so for Immersia, we already have uh, Swigger, which is for alcohol uh, in general. And then we, we start off as a first iteration with wine retail, which is augmented rally for wine. Oh, and very cool. That one's been in the market a little bit longer than Swigger, um, and is is a similar a similar concept, just for wines and different um, different scenes is the main differences between them. Yeah. But we are working towards um, other avenues then as well, um, where we're trying to explore uh, different um, options with uh, portraying content for packaging. Uh, so the the trickiest part to me comes down to how one product may want to present present one realm of information, and then another product might want to present another realm, and it's just it's trying to figure out how they best sort of sit from an app perspective. Yeah. Um, but we we have um, produced other examples as well uh, around uh, like holograms playing through the packaging itself and giving informational and structural information. Uh, about that product. Um, and we did one recently for Bayer Pharmaceuticals um, for their global innovation team in Switzerland, uh, which 
It's awesome. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. And, and I imagine that it's really great marketing for any brand because if you can walk down an aisle and uh, maybe there's a, a sign that says, you know, check out the virtual reality or augmented reality uh, on this yeah. product. What do you mean? You know, point your phone here and people can get info or it jumps out of its package. Or I'm more inclined to want to buy something like that because of the fact that they're using technology to help sell it, but it becomes yep. more interesting. And then the more I thought about it when I talked about, you know, clothing, a shirt or something, that would become very difficult, I guess, unless there are logos on the shirt so that you can identify <laughs> something. You know, if it's yeah, just a say, T-shirt, is, what do you do, you know? Yeah, there is some complexities when you get to that level of yeah. things. So but we get, ultimately, I guess, see that um, the product, we, we're trying to get to, to a sort of longer goal of the product being the source of its own information. And that being that you're able to scan it to find out anything about that product, yeah. whether it's pricing, uh, marketing, uh, availability, or all the different pieces that you would probably want of a, of a product. That's, that's the long shot goal. Yeah. It's quite... Well, how, how about even something like maybe the nutrition guide that a yeah. lot of us tend to wish we had our reading glasses with us, but we we want to look before we buy something. Maybe nutrition can pop up and some animation will tell you, you know, what is it you're looking for? Well, I'm looking for carbs or lack of carbs or this or that, yeah. where something, you know, will, will kind of interact with you, uh, which makes life easier for you too, and helps sell the product, hopefully. Mm. And where we're trying to move towards as well is um, trying to move into a, a conversational hologram mm. that is uh, a person appearing next to the product or associated with the product that you're able to ask any questions to it. And because we have all the information around it, uh, it's able to provide an accurate and uh useful uh, response back to you. Well, sure. As, is, as if I don't look strange enough in public, I can see it now where people are <laughs> going to say, that's Dave and he's talking to himself or he's talking to that <laughs> box of cookies. What the heck? Just just buy them and eat them. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> but I see how that can actually be a very cool marketing tool. And like I said, I would I would be more inclined to want to pay attention to that product. And I guess if if you're doing something like a, a you know, a little VR where you can talk or ask a question uh, to a, a product spokesperson, uh, maybe I can be one of your first. Uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, where you can also get answers that's better than trying to find somebody who's never around to help when you might have a question about a product and yeah. uh, and what a great thing for the brand to be able to pay attention to and say hey we're in you know we're absolutely and maybe that stuff is all stored in the cloud where it's not a big deal and and it just accesses that info real quick based on a question or a keyword or, or something of that nature i think i think it's fascinating Mm. Oh, yeah, there's so many different uh, possibilities. And yes, we'll try to get you as the first spokesperson for a box of cookies so you can talk to yourself. <laughs> Great. Uh, or a beer or any other refreshing yeah. beverage, whatever, you know, just something that might be kind of fun to do. And, and then yeah. that just means I have to talk more about it on the air. Hmm. <laughs> anyway, uh, this is fascinating. We invite our audience to visit your site. There's a great video, if you, again, if you've not been seeing this video yet of this interview with Luke Chaffee, the co-founder of Swigger, uh, on their site, you can see a very cool video as well, swigr.com, swigr.com. And uh, we wish you well. I think it's fascinating and continue to expand because by all means, 
as you well know, there's a lot more than just beverages where you want to have this sort of augmented reality. I think it's it's terrific. Keep it up. Thanks, Dave. Our pleasure. Again, Luke Chaffee, the co-founder of Swigger at Swigger, S-W-I-G-R dot com. When you visit us, we'll be getting you there. Of course, one mouse click away from all of our guest sites. So hit us up at intotomorrow.com at your convenience. Meantime, I'm Dave Graveline. Stay tuned. There's much more to come as Into Tomorrow continues right here on the Advanced Media Network. During these difficult times, we understand how important it is to stay healthy and safe. With so many of us confined to our homes and not being able to work, we feel the financial burden more than ever. Many folks lost their jobs and businesses. Others were furloughed and some are working from home at reduced pay. Keeping up with your bills is not easy under these circumstances. If you have credit card debt and cannot keep up with your monthly payments, we at Debt Fix Pros are here to help. Give us a call to see how we can reduce your interest rates and lower your monthly payments. Protect your credit and let us help you find a solution that fits your needs. We, your friends at Debt Fix Pros, are here to help. Let us take care of your credit card debt so you can focus on what is really important. Call for a free phone consultation at 1-800-781-6764. That's 1-800-781-6764. 1-800-781-6764. United we stand. 1-800-781-6764. Thank you so much, wow. Cameron. I love that rejoin that he does every so often for us, and rightly so, because he's excited. He's as excited as we are about getting your calls, so do participate on the program and let us send you prizes for doing so. This is Into Tomorrow. I'm Dave Graveline. I'm Chris Graveline, and this portion of Into Tomorrow is brought to you in part by HughesNet. Enjoy more of everything the Internet has to offer. Text RADIO to 35000 for more info. Again, text the word RADIO to 35000. Jump aboard the time machine. You got mail. Time to head into yesterday with This Week in Tech History. Here's Chris. Chris, 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 Chris. This week, back in 1797, Nathaniel Briggs of New Hampshire patented an early form of washing machine for clothes called the box mangler. It had a heavy frame containing a large box filled with rocks on a series of wooden rollers. Two people were required to move the box back and forth in order to clean the clothes. So two people were moving this box filled with rocks and water, no doubt, maybe yeah. some detergent. They were moving it back and forth because the rocks would beat would, up would your clothes. Agitate and yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I know it's hard to believe that that was the case back then, but that was the first washing machine. Yeah. Okay. In 1951, this week, Remington Rand delivered the first Univac 1 to the United States Census Bureau. Univac 1, or Universal Automatic Computer, was the first general-purpose electronic digital computer designed for business. No! 
That's pretty much what it sounded like when they turned it on. Yeah. In 1960 this week, the first U.S. weather satellite was launched when Tiros 1 was put into orbit. The Tiros 1 satellite transmitted the first television picture from space, and meteorologists saw the first pictures of a mid-latitude cyclone over the northeastern U.S. Oh. In 1976 this week, Apple Computer was founded by Steve Jobs, Steve Wozniak, and Ronald Wayne in a garage in Cupertino, California. Just two weeks later, Ronald Wayne sold his 10% stake in Apple for $800. Which at the time, mind you, was a lot of money. Right. That stake today would be worth almost $300 billion and make Ronald Wayne the richest person on earth. Wayne, who is now said to be worth about $400,000, claims that he doesn't regret the sale. Nonsense. He, he would have been today worth more than Elon Musk, who is the richest man in the world. What? And he doesn't regret he it. He says he doesn't regret the sale because he said he acted um, on the information he had at the time. And I've also seen where he was quoted as saying that had he stayed with Apple, he would have ended up as the rich because of the stress of working at Apple. He would have ended up the richest man in the cemetery. <laughs> well, now, I get that. But how do you say to this day that you don't regret any of it. I, I mean, know. you have to. I mean, that's just human nature. Uh-huh. He could be the richest man on the planet or in the cemetery. Yeah. And this week in 2004, Google announced a new service to the public, a project that up until then was known by the code name Caribou. The project's real name was Gmail and was originally thought to be an April Fool's joke. That's our look back at This Week in Tech History, brought to you by IFA in Berlin, the most significant trade show for consumer tech and home appliances. Get more info at ifa-berlin.com. Thank you.